gear up as Cass Miller and his team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the Agency Power Show. Hello, everyone. My name is Cash Miller. I am the host of Marketing Masters, CEO of Titan Digital. Today, I've got with me Matt Shields of Chime House Media. We're going to be talking about advertising your podcast. Podcasts are like a great way to network. I mean, it's some of the best networking that you can have, people you can you know reach, meet, partner up with. Yeah. And you really, when you do a podcast, it's a great way of showing yourself as an authority source. You know, you, you've got tons of information. You've been in business forever. You're really, you know, knowledgeable about your industry, but you want to be able to share that information. Well, that's why you, you know, you get into podcasting and Matt helps do ads and build your audience. Matt, it's great to have you, you know, tell us a bit about what you do and why you do it. You know, let's say, cause you know, podcasts are a great thing. You're helping build audiences. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, so we we got into the podcasting world because we used to work with online coaches and course creators and things like that. And a lot of them have very niched audiences. Mm-hmm. And in the marketing world, the iOS update, Apple kind of ruined everything for everybody yeah. for a while there. But um, we had to come up with a way in 2021 to filter an audience because you couldn't get as granular with the targeting any longer especially on, we specialize in Facebook and Instagram ads. So especially on Facebook and Instagram, Facebook and Apple were kind of not simpatico at all. It was really annoying, but we came up with this way to filter an audience using content, right? And it works really well, extremely well. And it's really cost-effective. And we've done this, we've run the strategy with clients anywhere from a thousand dollar a month in ad spend to $30,000 a month in ad spend. And it's three to $500 strategy in ad spend. So it's like, it's really cheap. It's really effective to use. So when we were approached by a podcaster of like, I would love to see what sort of tangible results I can get for no money, like a challenge <laughs> yeah. a friend of ours. Yeah. I was like, sure, of course. Yeah, let's, let's, I'm interested too. So, and I was really, really, really surprised that the results were fantastic. But the reason why we love podcasting so much is because it's your job to create content on a regular basis. And yeah. if you know anything about, you know, individual business owners, especially online business owners or coaches or whatever you want, it, when you're the face of your business, your content is pretty much the substance behind your brand. You know, you have to, mm-hmm. you have to keep going with it. But organic reach is so abysmal, especially on social media. Yeah. The average is like 0.98% across the board. It might, you know, there's some, some play there, but the average is abysmal. So that's people who follow you. So if you're lucky enough to have a thousand followers, right, you're talking to nine people every time you post. Mm -hmm. So it's set up for pay to play, but getting it out to new people and, you know, feeding the dynamic audiences, the lookalike audiences has been pretty much key. And the more you run, the longer you run this strategy, the tighter your data points get. So it works really well. Yeah, that's. You know, people often overlook the fact that with organic, especially if it's anything meta related, you know, Facebook and Instagram, you know, they've restricted so much. And so unless you have an already like built in large audience, you just don't, you know, like a thousand people is nothing, you know, on those platforms, you know, so it seems like a good number, but the truth is it's not. And, you know, to verify it, just look, you know, do a post, look at your own engagement and see, you know, how many people actually saw that post because, you know, you have to remember your, you know, your stuff's going into a feed. So, and 
they're in business to make money. You know, we all get it. Uh, and you know, it is pay to play. So if you want to be able to grow your audience, you know, and I say with podcasting, it is about showing off your own expertise. You know, there's a number of things that you can use, like large companies, for example, will use um, podcasts from an internal perspective or possibly to educate users. So if you take a company like Adobe, they could be using um, a podcast to educate their own staff because they have a large one. You know, you're talking what can be an audience of, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of people. You know, and then they can also take it, you know, for the millions of users as well. So it's not even from an advertising perspective for them. It is an educational play, uh, but you can use it to advertise and get new clients and things too. So there's a, you, there's a ton of value in doing podcasting, but a lot of people, if you are not really growing the audience, I say it, it can be hard to stick to because you want to see what the, you know, you want to see that there's a result to it. Um, yeah. So you, you work a lot on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Let's start, you know, kind of going through a little bit, you know, what those strategies, you know, from an ad perspective, you know, look like. Yeah. So you just have to think of the mentality of the people that you're talking to. Right. So if it's, it depends on the, it depends on the podcast or depends on the subject matter, whether or not you can even reach that. And like, we're not going to work with everybody. And it's not because we're elitist or anything like that. It's literally just like, are your, is your audience on these platforms? And that's the whole point. Like you shouldn't be omni-channel if you don't have to be, mm -hmm. like, especially if you don't have the money. But if you're someone, so if you're looking to make an authority play with this, like we've worked with a couple of people who've done big exits and they're looking to do that legacy project where they, yeah. you know, they want this authority play and they want to, start mentoring people or coaching people or something like that. It's perfect for that because the people are engaged on there, but, and someone can, you have to set up, you have to post consistently all this stuff. Like they're telling you these organic strategies of posting consistently and keeping up with the, keeping up with the trends thing. It's, it's it depends on the demographic or whatever, but it's a totally, it's a different audience on Facebook versus Instagram. And you have to know that and how people interact with it. Yeah. So Facebook is, it's, it's an older crowd, you know, for yeah. social media. Yeah. Cause they, everybody that's on Facebook, you know, basically started at the dawn of Facebook. You're right. <laughs> yeah. 2006 something. Yeah. They just never left. <laughs> yeah. And it was, you know, so people are engaged on there and you have a lot of like engaged shoppers. You have a lot of people who are prepared to, to click on things they are ready to go off of Facebook. But if you can keep them on the platform, you have to sort of play with the algorithm a bit. The algorithm yeah. is meant to keep people on the platform so they can show them advertising. That's the whole point. Right. So yeah. if you can show that you're engaging, right, these people, your organic stuff is going to naturally be, I, hate, I hesitate to use the word boosted. Like I'm just struggling to look for another one because boosting posts is just a total waste of money. Yeah. But yeah, if you can continue to engage with these people and retarget them so that they keep interacting with you, you can filter that audience down with your messaging. So if you're speaking, so let me give you for example, if your target audience is divorce lawyers, mm -hmm. right? And you're, you're on Facebook and it really hurt small business owners when they took away the targeting options, because if I'm trying to target divorce lawyers, and all of a sudden they take away divorce and I have to just target lawyers. Yeah. My target audience just went from like 4 million to 40 million. So yeah. 
the only thing to filter them with is your messaging. Yeah. And they got to be able to see it. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's ways to do that on Instagram. People interact much more quickly. People on Facebook tend to be on their computers more a lot. 80% mm-hmm. of people do it via mobile. Yeah. Period. But there's a definitely a higher desktop demographic on Facebook than there is on Instagram. If that makes sense. Yeah. So they, they tend to react to things more slowly. They tend to watch full videos more often. And whereas Instagram, it's pretty much, it's TikTokified. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much gotten into that. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram's copied a lot of the things that, you know, TikTok does because it works. The reels are addictive, you know, and you just scroll through one after another, after another. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So when you're looking at this, you know, you've got a new podcast or, you know, what are some of the things you're looking at to determine, should I use Facebook? Should I use Instagram? Yeah. And then how are you going to go about, you know, figuring out how to target that audience and such, you know, so kind of what's your criteria if, you know, if somebody comes to you today and says, I have this podcast, you know, maybe it's a, you know, cause you mentioned going after like being able to be specific about divorce lawyers and you can't do that now. So what are you looking for? So, we have to know, I, and again, I hesitate to say any ad manager that works in Facebook and Instagram, they can't tell you as of right this minute what the targeting options are or aren't. There's yeah. no way. Because they change them all the time and every day you go in there and they change it. And by the way, I don't know if you know anything about that company, but they don't tell you what they're changing or when they're changing yeah, it. Yeah. They're not very good on newsletters. No, so, they're um, not. You just go in and you see a new, you know, new uh, dashboard, you know, like something's changed about it. And yeah. sometimes you're like, okay, hold on. I, where is this? You know, where did it go? You know, that's, they always think that they're making it better for us and they're actually making it worse. Right. Yeah. I mean, we just have, uh, we've been having real human conversations with people and asking them, you know, about their demographic and about who they're trying to reach. So for instance, like B2B doesn't work really well on Facebook and Instagram. It does right. sometimes, it depends on the business. But you have to look at the mentality of the people that are going on Facebook and Instagram and how they're ready to engage with content. So on LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. people are more in a business mindset. So it's a without being a pitch fest, people understand that you're marketing services or highlighting how different services can help you. Whereas on Facebook, people get banner blindness. And if it looks like an ad, they'll just scroll right past it. It's really difficult, like shiny, overproduced ads don't work as well as native looking posts. Also, the reason why we love podcasts too is because if you are a video podcast, audio is a little more difficult. You have to have a really engaged audience to get an audio clip in there. But like if we've done it, but video clips is always the best. So faces, faces, stop scrolls. And honestly, that microphone, people love listening to podcasts. It's like, this Joe Rogan effect and Joe Rogan is a mm-hmm. podcaster who can break all the rules. He can do whatever he wants and right. all the stuff that they tell you not to do when you're starting a podcast, he can do whatever he wants. It's just, he, he's too big to fail at this point. So yeah. it's, it's one of those things where if you have that and you're talking to somebody, especially if it's an interview podcast and you have interesting guests, and you're talking about a subject matter that resonates with the people who you're targeting. It, it's perfect. So you just have to go through the targeting options and to fi- figure out whether it's available. Like for instance, I talked to somebody yesterday and we I didn't choose to work with them and we it wasn't a good fit because he wanted to target um, supplement company owners, right? So yeah. well, it's very, very niched. 
they may be on Facebook, but I don't think they're going on Facebook to look for a consultant. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like your podcast might be there, but if they're going on to a podcast site like Spotify or Apple, or they're looking for a podcast related to that subject matter, that's another thing. But as far as being on Facebook and Instagram, I don't think it was a good fit for them. Maybe yeah. if you had a good YouTube channel or you had uh, even Google ads, like searchable stuff, like AdWords, little SEO work, that stuff. But that sort of specified marketing for us on Facebook and Instagram is mostly for people who have a targetable audience yeah. that they're looking to retarget. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes sense. Cause like, um, you know, we run some campaigns for people on like LinkedIn and I talked to somebody the other day about running that kind of a campaign and they were like, you know, they were thinking they could do some of the automated reach out and it wasn't for a podcast campaign, but they were thinking about this and they, and it was a business in the golf industry and they wanted to reach high-end CEOs and stuff, you know, decision makers at companies with the idea that um, the golf product is about booking tee times at very high-end courses that you would typically do business meetings at during your golf game. Right. You know, and so, but they needed people that were executives at large companies that also played golf and they thought they were going to use LinkedIn. And I'm like, I can target the the executives, but I don't know if they play golf. LinkedIn doesn't have that kind of targeting, you know. Like yeah. it's too specific. See, that's that's I would I would go for that one. Yeah, you know, like yeah, and I could see you know potentially doing a you know maybe doing a podcast or something for it, but it's like that would be really tough targeting, and you because you need those executives, and you can't take it to you know necessarily Facebook or anything because you can't get to the right people you know in that category either. Depending, you know. Yeah, it's, it would be more of like a, a sneaky thing. So you'd have to target income levels, education levels, like average CEO stuff. You have to do a lot of audience research about the average mm -hmm. likes and interests of a CEO. Yeah, and but then on top of it, you know, your son, the, that guy was, you know, yeah, well, it was golf and also booking tee times at hard to book places. So yeah. he cut. Well, you're going to wade through the mud. So it's a really long yeah. game at that point. This is a perfect yeah. example. Okay, so like a strategy like this, you would have to have the time and the patience and the money, mm -hmm. right, to either pay an agency to do this or do it yourself. But you could run this audience building strategy that we come up with for three to $500 a month, and it would be a long slog. But the way we have it set up in 30, 60, 90 days, you have a fully warmed up, targeted, filtered yeah. audience. Mm -hmm. But you would have to keep building that, yeah, right? So. The difference between a CEO that's interested in golf with a high level, right? You're still going to have to wade through the weeds of rich golfers. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you know anything about golf, but there's a lot of rich golfers. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, And they might also be interested in this, right? So yeah. maybe this is, this is where this research might help you with your offer ideation, right? So yeah. maybe it's not just CEOs. Maybe it's right. just high performing people that are interested in doing business on the golf course. But why, why would that, why would booking a hard to get to course be only a, appeal, you know, only appealing to CEOs? Mm -hmm. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. He was thinking from the business meeting standpoint. And of course there's other executives too. Yeah. That can also Sales you know, people, do that. 
yeah, there's there's plenty of people, but the problem is, is if they get too high on the income level and they really want to go that course, they may have a membership at the course, in which case they can get their own, you know, tea times. Well, stuff. yeah, but then you'd have to go if these people are traveling and stuff like that. I think it's great. Yeah. So like Golf Now is a, is an app where you can go book at different courses, but it's mm-hmm. not necessarily like you're not booking a Pebble on Golf Now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, he he mentioned that particular one. Yeah, it's yeah. more lower end courses and stuff. Yeah, or like yeah. so, QI or Q Island is uh, it's Kiwi. Yeah, Kiwi Island is in in South Carolina. It's on the coast here. Yeah, and it's the ocean course is like five hundred dollars a round, but you have to book it like a while in advance. Yeah, and that's that's the idea. But you know the the point being is is depending on what you know who you're trying to reach. Yeah. Yeah. The targeting itself can be very difficult. And so if you're trying to reach certain people, depending on your podcast and what you're trying to, you know, like I say you need nutritional supplement CEOs. Yeah. That might work better to run a podcast and then invite them on as guests so you can talk to them. Period. Yeah. Versus trying to advertise, you know, to them. Yeah. yeah that's, that's another reason why podcasting is amazing. It's a, it, you need like people will have you on their podcast because if you do enough episodes, you're going to run out of people to interview. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's going to be one of those things eventually. So yeah. having these interesting conversations and stuff like that, plus people love to talk about themselves and what mm-hmm. they do. They hardly ever get asked. Like you do this work all day, every day and people hardly ever ask how it works. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I say there's there's different angles, you know, is the idea with podcasting, but you have to think about who you're actually, you know, trying to reach. Yeah. Um, You know, let's talk a little bit like Instagram's got stories and stuff. I mean, you know, when you get into the actual platforms, are there some some type of ads? You know, you mentioned video ads and such, you know, and it's understandable. They tend to get, you know, very high engagement. Um, what are some of the other things like stories or, you know, they've got reels on Instagram too, cause they're following a lot of TikTok stuff. You know, what else have you seen that can possibly work from an ad standpoint of the types? So there's a lot of restrictions when it comes to ads. So like if you're trying to keep up with trends and you do a sort of TikTok dance and it has the music on it, you can't use that as an advertisement because it's, you can't use the audio. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, trademarked audio. So you can do that organically. That's an organic strategy. But as far as like advertising goes, as long as you have a short form video content and you get your point across in six seconds and it's captioned, that could be a good ad as long as your targeting is correct. That's, okay, so, that's as simple as it gets. Yeah. So literally just, you know, if you do the videos and stuff, what about, can you do anything from a short stand, you know, the short stories, like, I mean, and also from a standpoint of building up campaigns, like following one after another, you know, like, are you running a, just an individual ad, a couple of ads? Are you kind of t- doing it as a series? Because like I say, with, yes. um, you know, because I'm thinking of the, in the case of the reels, you know, there's software out there now. You can cut a lot of stuff up in Eclipse, you know, yeah, which focus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so you can cut that into social media clips that can be helpful, mm-hmm. you know, but what does it take from a number standpoint? Yeah. Or how often are you switching ads to be able to get traction with them? So the, the strategy that we use again, it, the, it's, it's an auction website. So yeah. the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's simple like that, but with the base level strategy and just filtering an audience, that's without, that's without a call to action or anything like that. 
you can okay. switch out ads once a month because you set it up like a nurture sequence. So you force feed people your mm -hmm. content. You send you send your content out to new people, new targeted okay. people, or a lookalike audience, and you filter, you feed that lookalike audience with people that interact with you over a certain period of time. Or you run video view campaigns without getting too into the weeds about it. You can put a three minute video up there and it takes no effort to watch a 12 second clip. Yeah. But if someone watches a minute and a half of a three minute video, they're more engaged and you can sure. put them in a special audience and find more people like that. The longer you run that strategy. Yeah. So, so that, that might be an even warmer audience, right? Yeah. So longer clips, you know, if you're using video, I say that you've got the reels, which tend to be really short clips, but longer clips can actually, you know, have more traction because, you know, and you want to make sure, like I know Opus, you know, like you got to figure out the points to cut out the clip, yeah. you know, so you have the right content piece, you know, from it that would be attractive then as you turn it into an ad. Yeah, I so I would hesitate to use a long clip to a cold, like unfiltered audience. So if okay. you if you had a lookalike audience and you were you were filtering that for a little mm -hmm. bit, you were finding that for a bit, you could try that out to a lookalike audience, but I would, it, it would be very expensive and very time consuming to test a behavior and interest based audience with okay. a long video clip. It could be expensive. Cause that's so is there an I, is there a sweet spot you're thinking that there is, you know, 15 seconds is you think sweet. it's really, yeah. yeah. Just, just hit them with the 15 seconds. And yeah. It's and like, then, Hey, if you want to see the, you know, the, or listen to the rest of the episode, you know, you push them to the actual yeah. channel. So the initial outreach, the coldest ones are are those 15 second quick hitters, those teasers. Okay. And then you can, you can retarget them down the line with longer and longer clips. And if they keep interacting with them, then okay. they're interested. And then you can hit them with longer and longer or just go download the whole episode. Okay. Now, and the more people that are likely to click on that, you, you got to be building audiences. Okay. Right. So these likes, shares, comments, and whatever, they're vanity metrics until you use them for audience building. Hmm. But that's okay. it's just one way to retarget people because that's one thing about podcasters is no one's come to save them from the data aggregation monster. <laughs> yeah. So there's yeah. no way to know, you know, even Google Analytics, YouTube's doing the best job right now so far, but even Google Analytics, it's a hard it's hard to try to see where these people came from exactly. And then how do you reach them again? Right. Yeah. There's a lot of hidden data still in, you know, analytics. So that, that can be a challenge. You know, what is like when you're doing these ads, what's some of the end game? Is it, you know, can we get more downloads, more listens? Are we trying to drive people to email lists so that we can then send them things? I mean, some of the people you work with, I mean, everybody's got a point of doing a podcast. Yeah. Now, so if they're trying to build the audience, what is some of the things like is your recommendation? So it's like, hey, you get different types of uh, people coming to you saying, you know, just like you mentioned with the nutrition and you're like, well, this isn't really going to work because you're so specific. So mm -hmm. which ones do you see, you know, or like, you know, or if you have examples, I guess, you know, of what kind of campaigns tend to work best and what should be your end goal that makes it really effective? Cause you're spending money on these ads. So is it, Hey, I right. just want more downloads or I want the downloads, but I want to try to get them on an email list. You know, I need to, I want to try to get them coming back to listen to more and get them interested in the show. What does it look like? Yeah. So we, if people come to us and they're, let's say, let's say they're an indie podcaster or they have a service that they sell on the back end. 
right? Yeah. So there's two different basic types. You're either selling something on the back end and you're trying to grow your audience so that you can get sponsors, right? Okay. So with sponsors, all sponsors care about is your social media following or your downloads, yeah. basically. And I can't for the life of me figure out why they don't count streams. It's insane, but whatever. So be it. So we can focus on strategies where we hit the ask of download episodes or mm -hmm. join my email list. If you have a good lead magnet, that stuff. But again, you have to filter that audience and okay. test that out. Yeah. So a small, and you have to have good quality lead magnet, mm -hmm. but if it's something where you're selling something on the back end of it, it's might, it might be a different strategy slightly than someone who's just trying to grow their social reach. Because if, if you're just trying to grow your social reach, you should spend more money on cross promotion. You spend more money on, uh, there's a, there's a lot of different areas you can spend money on, but the strategy on here changes only slightly. Like if you're just trying to grow your audience, you're not worried about people on your email list as much as like if they're filtered. So even targeting, if your audience is everybody, then your competition becomes everybody. Hmm. Does that make sense? So you have to yeah. outbid your competition and Pepsi and Nestle have more money than you do. Yeah. Right. So it becomes a little difficult. Yeah. So if you're, if you're thinking of building it up from the standpoint of, I want an actual, just larger audience, your end goal, maybe that you're, if you build it up, you get more downloads, you get a larger following, eventually you're selling advertising. So yeah, that's it's, just, kind of it's the, just visibility at that point. Yeah. So that's kind of your end game. I'll make money on this because then I'll sell advertising to people. Cause if you ever listen to, you know, like, any kind of podcast, a lot of podcast advertising is sold direct. You know, you'll have some sort of episode sponsor because they're not going to hammer you with stuff. You can do, you know, some platforms, Spotify and stuff have, you know, advertising that can be kind of inserted um, if you allow for it. But, you know, a lot of them are direct sales from the average, you know, because you have a certain audience you've crafted, you know, sure. that um, somebody else wants to be able to reach you know, and then from there, and you can take, you know, you can put, you know, if you're going to do the video version, like we're doing, you could put branding and stuff in there. If you're going to do the audio, you can start with, you know, this podcast sponsored by, you know, um, such and such company, find them here. You know, um, if you look at, you know, some good examples you'll find on YouTube, especially with videos, because some people that have built up really large video followings, you know, for their stuff. Um, I watched this guy, uh, he does all sorts of like history related stuff on YouTube. That is all, it's all war stuff. It's like world war two talking about very specific things you would actually never see on even like the history channel, but he'll say, yeah, um, this episode brought to you by, you know, such and such app game, you know, that's a war game of some sort and you know, download here and stuff. And then he'll continue with the episode. Yeah. So you can do that where you're actually recording and you're putting it into the episode. Or like I say the other end of the spectrum is, you know, who do you want to reach? You know, like you're, you have a specific, if you're selling stuff directly, yeah, then you're building up your audience because that audience is right for you to then give them offers. You know, think of your lead magnets that you'll put online. You know, give it, it's kind of goes in the same vein of, you know, downloading white papers and, you know, some sort of ebook. Uh, you're getting, you know, the content is the attraction on the podcast, show that you're an expert, and then you give them something else that they can buy. Right. Yeah. The only difference, the biggest difference is targeting. How concerned are you with the, the, the good mm -hmm. targeting? Yeah. So if you're just trying to grow an audience, then you 
it, your ask, if reaches the ask, if reaches the overall optimization of the, the campaign, then the ask is very cheap. It's very cheap to get reach. So you can reach right. a lot of people for not a lot of money. So if you're trying to get more targeted, especially like very niche down, then it's just a longer game. And then it becomes how much money do you have? Right. The more it's an auction yeah. website, like I said, you can put more money into it or and you get more out of it. But you'd have to have a full funnel strategy. Mm -hmm. so you have to have a way to retarget these people and then hit them with the ask. If you're not concerned with the ask and reaches your game, this is a platform, but it's super easy. Then it just becomes a money game. Like how long do you want to spend five hundred to a thousand dollars a month not making anything on the back end of it? Um let me ask you, so based on some of the campaigns that you run, what kind of a cost per, you know, like if you're building a social following or looking at downloads and stuff on a per interaction basis, I guess, you know, yeah. what kind of cost can be you, an advertiser be looking at for both Facebook and Instagram? Cause they're going to be a little bit different too. What have you seen as, you know, some examples? So the cost per is not actually that different. So okay. what we're, when we talk about engagements, right? As an advertiser, it could be they clicked on your caption to read more of it, or mm -hmm. they initially like watch the whole thing, or they like shared comment on it. That is the very tip of the spear of the tippy top of the funnel. Yeah. If you're, if you have good targeting and you have a good piece of content that's resonating with those people, we can see engagements for less than a penny. So you can wow. reach 30,000 people in a month for $300, okay. but it's, it depends on the piece of content. It depends on how specific it is. It depends on how it resonates. It depends on how engaging the content is. Yeah. So if it's a good piece of, it's like a, everybody knows the, the clips of good content, right? If we're just talking about advertising and it's something no one's heard before, but it's very interesting that it could work, that could be a good piece of content. But if it's something we're talking about, oh, well, Facebook, Facebook's difficult. Yeah, great. Everybody's seen that. Uh, they understand. Yeah. Like, Does it work? And they understand. And so, it, it varies, but this is the stuff that you can test. And our biggest mm -hmm. thing is education, right? I want to be able to teach people what I'm doing so that, you know, they're making good decisions and you have to be able mm -hmm. to test, right? Teaching yeah. people how to test is a really good idea. Yeah. So I know when you say, yeah, less than a penny per interaction, if you're looking at, you know, things like your likes and comments and shares and such, which is great if you can get, you know, if it can really happen that way. Cause I mean, you know, reach 30,000 people three for $300. That's, you know, those can be really so good results. That's not reach. So that's engagement. That's actually somebody yeah. who stopped on it. You can reach oh, a okay. whole hell of a lot more people. But okay. The point, our, our biggest thing is like, like I said, remember those vanity metrics until you yeah. use it for audience building. We want to retarget those people. And okay. the good thing about interactions is if you set up exclusion audiences the correct way, then people want the, the ad won't get fatigued and you can just show it to new people all the time. So that every one of those interactions represents yeah. one person that you can put down the line and show more content to. Right. So that audience is going to get smaller and smaller as they go down your funnel. Same thing with a sales funnel, but it works like a nurture sequence. Okay. So you want to make sure that you are re-engaging them as part yes. of your campaign to, you know, so the first is, you know, here's the top. Then we'll get you a different piece of content, you know, that's also related. But now, so it's like here, initially, we'll do stuff that might get you to like or comment or share on it. And you're just, you know, really focused on whatever that clip is. And then later, you know, okay, now let's draw draw you in. Okay, I've been yeah. showing you this show, you know, that and what we're about and what kind of content we've got. Now, when I'm re-engaging you, 
let's get you to actually listen. Yeah. Go to my website, mm-hmm. join my email list, sign up for my ebook or my newsletter, right. whatever okay. the ask may be. But the longer you go down the line, the more likely yeah. if people keep interacting with you, the more likely are they the your message resonates with them and the more likely they Okay. Are. So yeah. So your audience, the way you put it together is gonna be really important, especially on the the follow-up audience, because yes. you can get based on their actions, then you can give them even more your your weeding out all the people that you know are not going to necessarily engage so that's why it does work like a funnel so yeah Yeah. and if if you have an email list like custom audiences come into play too so if someone's been doing this for a long time they've been selling things on the back end Mm -hmm. they've been selling services they're working with an email list that helps from the start but if you're starting with an audience of people who have downloaded your podcast but you don't have access to their emails there's no way to retarget them so you got to start somewhere yeah Oh, so you got a lot of different, you know, ways to go about it. Um, you know, like there's a ton of value in building an audience. And I say just, but you want to take time, figure out what your, what's your end goal, you know, to be able to get somewhere with it. Um, you know, and if you do that, then, you know, there's, there are plenty of opportunities that, you know, will arise. Um, this has been great, Matt. How do people get a hold of you? Cause you know, I say you're right in there doing Instagram, doing Facebook, helping people to build up these audiences, really advertise their podcasts and such so that they can get traction. And a lot of people don't know how to necessarily, like we've been covering a lot of stuff, but a lot of them aren't going to want to do it themselves. So how would they get a hold of you to do it for them? Uh, Well, so we're on Facebook, Instagram at Chime House Media, or I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, We have, there's a link there where you can talk to me or just connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm on there every day. So more than willing to have a conversation. I love talking to people and seeing if they're an actual good fit, having a real human, genuine conversation. We also network a ton. So if we're not the right fit for you, odds are there's someone in my network that is. Yeah. So if you've uh, you know been tuning in and you haven't gotten into or checked out the podcast space for yourself, there is a lot of opportunity to be able to do this. Um, there's a a number of ways that your business can benefit. Highly recommend do a little bit of research on it, you know, to see, um, you know, and put a little, you know, brainstorming together. Uh, A lot of businesses have an angle if they think it through, you know, on what can benefit them. Uh, This has been another great episode. My name is Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Master, CEO of Titan Digital. We've been talking advertising podcasts. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode produced by Titan Media Works and is a part of the Small Business Delivered Podcast Network. Check out smallbusinessdelivered.com for more info about upcoming shows, hosts, programs, and how you can start your very own podcast.